Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Thursday, August 13th, 2020. And a fairly slow day inside the Big Ten as we're all continuing to reel from the fact that Tuesday's announcement still hurts. Yeah, it was only two days ago, so it's definitely going to sting. It's going to continue to sting, especially with the fact that we're going to continue to watch college football in the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12. They are all going to go forth and play. The Big 12 actually dropped their schedule yesterday. So, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. It really is. And really what we had yesterday is uh, some coaches got a chance to speak, some athletic directors got a chance to speak. So I'll bring you some of the key points spoken by those individuals. And we're going to start off with the Fighting Illini and Athletic Director Josh Whitman, who reiterated the fact that it was Chancellor Robert Jones who made the vote to vote against playing in the fall. I think we all realize that, that the, the chancellors and the presidents had done everything on the voting. And it's unfortunate because, you know, it, it came out that Kevin Warren actually spoke with the players and had a chance to speak with the players multiple times leading up to this decision but they weren't involved in the decision. They were just a voice that they heard in order to make the decision. Uh, I think that when you look at what other conferences have done, they they went to their players and said, hey, do you guys feel safe? Yes. Let's move forward and continue with this because doctors of the two conferences, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, they agreed. However, you've got doctors in the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 that disagree and say that it's safe. And they all started padded practices this week. So uh, it, it's, it's hard to really know what the hell's going on with these doctors. Uh, I think doctors are confused as well. Uh, and you could go back and talk about the uncertainty, and that's obviously a huge factor because that's, exactly what Kevin Warren continued to say. Uncertainty, uncertainty, uncertainty. And uh, the Pac-12, uh, Larry Scott, their athletic director, you know, he came out and, and, and said that the Pac-12 wasn't prepared. They were not prepared to handle this. And, you know, it, it makes sense. It sucks. It is what it is, though. If the staff said, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 felt as if they are good and they have enough to go about making the students safe, then I get it. But the idea of having these doctors just not being on the same page, that to me is, is I, I, I have no idea what the hell is going on with that. You kind of figure that due to the fact that we don't know a lot of this virus. We don't know long-term ramifications. The unknown about myochondriitis really looms large here. Uh, that is the heart issue that has been seen to affect COVID-19 patients. And they have had a couple of guys in the Big Ten have precursors to that. So it's understandable why the safety of the student-athletes. It still hurts me, though. It still hurts to realize that there's going to be no fall college football. And you want fall college football because that is 
you know, it's synonymous with the season. And it's unfortunate. We're going to see three conferences go at it. Uh, we'll see if they continue going forward with it. There is still a lot of time between now and the beginning of the season. There could be outbreaks or there could be nothing. And we don't know if ultimately we're going to look back at this and say, well, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were fools for canceling this. But we don't know. Nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. But what I will say something on the fact that Josh Whitman came out and said that students traveling was a big factor. And I cannot disagree with that. You cannot put college football teams into a bubble. It's just not going to happen. What the NBA and the NHL have done is because they're professional leagues and they actually have the resources to do this. A lot of these college teams, they don't have the resources to do this. That's something that Larry Scott, again, at the Pac-12, he mentioned that the conference as a whole was not prepared for this. I don't think anybody was, but they had time to prepare for it. They had time to get things properly in place. They had five months, but they didn't. They didn't quite get that done. However, I understand where he's coming from because when you look at Major League Baseball, their biggest issue has been traveling. Look at what happened with the Miami Marlins. They had to shut down for a while. The St. Louis Cardinals have played five games. Some teams are at 15, 18 games right now. How is it possible that the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be able to come back and play 60 games in such a short amount of time? They're going to play doubleheaders like every other day. It's just, that's a lot to ask for. So I understand where they're coming from with traveling. And they feel like, although they're going to allow tens of thousands of students on each campuses to come back to school, they feel like this, the football players are safer that way because it's a little bit easier to control the situation. When you're talking about social distancing, they could do that in classrooms. They can severely reduce the amount of people that they're going to have in classrooms and put a lot of these classes online, continue with Zoom meetings, etc., etc. So I understand that and I get that. And that makes sense to me, but it's just, it still hurts. It still definitely hurts. And it is what it is at the current moment. And when you kind of look at the national uh, side of things, you know, Dabo Swinney came out and said that, uh, you know, it's not going to be a devalued title if who or, or not if Clemson wins it, but whoever wins it wins it because of the loss of the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Well, let's be real here. The Pac-12 really hasn't been um, a, a participant in the college football playoff. Uh, they usually get looked over because the, the conference hasn't had really a team that deserved it. Washington made it a couple years ago, and they got their asses handed to them. Uh, the Big Ten, I'm not going to lie, prior to Ohio State giving Clemson a game last year, the biggest noise that was made was in 2014 when the Buckeyes won it all. The Big Ten, they've struggled in the college football playoff. Back-to-back -back shutouts, Michigan State and Ohio State, uh, this past College football playoff was the first time the Big Ten scored in three years inside the playoff. Yeah, it, it's been rough. It's been a rough go for the Big Ten, but I get where Swinney's coming from, to be honest with you, because they're really not players in the college football playoff with Clemson. I'm not going to say the ACC, just Clemson, and the SEC. I, I understand where his comments are coming from. So 
pivoting back to what the Big Ten is trying to do. Trying to have a fall football season. And a fall football season is going to be difficult because we all know that the NFL is not going to stop for anybody. They're just not going to. And the combine is typically held in February. The draft is held in April. And I'm not going to lie, that's going to be difficult. So yesterday, although Ryan Day came out and said a couple of things, and I'll get to another one in a second, uh, he, he wants a spring season to start in January. And I get that. I get that. Because you want to limit that time. But the problem here is that that's primetime flu season. It, it really runs through end of February. And who knows where the country will be by that time in handling the coronavirus. I'm all for it. If it's possible. If there's not as much uncertainty as Kevin Warren puts it. But who the hell knows at this point in time? Nobody knows. We're at a point where it could be a prolonged epidemic. It already has, to be honest with you. And we don't know. So something else that came out for the spring season as well as Wisconsin Athletic Director and former Badger head coach Barry Alvarez came out and suggested a 6-8 to eight game spring season. Uh, a, the, some bowl games. Obviously, the Big Ten and Pac-12 will not be eligible for a national championship like I just stated you know Dabo Swinney is not really concerned about that I don't blame him due to the fact of the history of the Big Ten inside the college football playoff there is no Big Ten coach that has won a college football playoff game that is currently active not one only two of them have made it I'm sorry not even two of them because Mark D'Antonio is gone Ryan Day a first-year head coach. He's the only head coach inside the Big Ten to have any experience in the college football playoff. So guess what? I'm not sure it would even have mattered. Yes, I, I think that the Buckeyes are probably one of the most talented teams in the country, but they always seem to stumble at some point in time in the regular season, although they didn't do that last year. But you have to wonder, you know, would they have been able to go through it? Uh, although they, they would have gotten a, a, a reprieve because, you know, Penn State, Michael Parsons already opted out. So that would have helped, but not a ton. Not going to lie. It, who knows, really, at this point in time. But what we do know is that a spring season is going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. They're going to have to figure it out. They have between now and when they want to start to figure it out. So we'll see what Kevin Warren puts together. But it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. A spring season is never going to be easy. Asking the players to turn around and pretty much play two seasons in one year, that's a lot. That's a lot to ask for. So we'll see how the Big Ten handles it, but it is what it is. Uh, and Ryan Day also, uh, during his press conference yesterday, came out and said that he wanted to explore other options for fall football and that it was still out there. But... Later on in the day, their athletic director, Gene Smith, shut down that idea. That's not going to happen. There's too much money involved for Ohio State to go look somewhere else and break their contract to the Big Ten. Because in all reality, if the 
Buckeyes were to do that, they'd pretty much be putting themselves as an independent, which I think they, they could probably get away with, but for how long? So I think Gene Smith coming out and just shutting that down right away, eh, that was a good idea by Smith. It, it really was. And so the NCAA, uh, they there were rumors that they were going to extend the dead period. Well, they have done that. It was supposed to end at the end of this month. They've pushed it back through the end of September. So no campus visits. That makes sense. I'm okay with that. I think that coaches have realized that there probably won't be campus visits this year. They're going to have to do a lot of virtual Zooms, virtual visits. It is what it is. I think that at this point in time, that is kind of the norm. That That's not a change. That is what it is. So I don't think coaches really have issues with that. What also is interesting yesterday that the NCAA came out and said was that they're going to make recommendations to what they should do for fall athletes that will miss competition. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle this. The eligibility concerns are huge. Do seniors, if they opt out of a spring season, do they get a quote-unquote red shirt and be able to go through fall ball next year if there is even fall ball? Do they take that risk? Or do they just say, you know what, I'm done with my career. I'm going to move on to the next level or move on to life or whatever it may be. So that's interesting. It's really interesting. And another part of the Pac-12 that I'm not sure everybody knows is that they didn't just cancel fall sports. They canceled sports throughout the rest of the calendar year. So that means basketball. And so let's get to that a little bit because yesterday the NCAA senior vice president, Dan Gavitt, and the attorney select and one of the NCAA tournament selection chairs, Mitch Barnhart, they came out and they talked to Andy Katz, who Andy Katz is pretty much the moderator for the NCAA at this point in time, came out and said that they expect a full hoop season. Now, they don't have to make a decision right now, but they at this mo- moment, they do expect a full season, which includes an NCAA tournament. So that's good news. But what about the Pac-12 again? Because they officially cancel all their sports through the end of the calendar year, what are they going to do for basketball? I, I don't know. That's a good... that that I. It makes no sense for the Pac-12 to do what they did, to cancel sports for the rest of the calendar year. Put it on hold. That's it. Fall, nothing. We will reassess in a few months. That made more sense uh, as opposed to going all out and just saying, all right, that's it. Enough's enough. So, Larry Scott, I think you dropped the ball on that one. And we'll see if the Pac-12 goes back and decides that it's just going to be fall sports. We'll see. We'll see. But at the current moment, it looks like the NCAA basketball season is going forward, and it should happen. But they haven't made an official announcement. It's trending in the way that they like that it should happen. One other quick note on the basketball side of things before I sign off for the morning, and that was Michigan State adding a GA, a graduate assistant, in Manny Dosange of Canada. It's very interesting. Uh, not very much, actually, because Canada, the Canadian basketball system, really has uh, produced a ton of players. And this is a great move by Tom Izzo because he's got some foresight in this. 
he realizes that basketball in Canada is very important and he's going to try and get a Canadian connection. That's exactly what Doshange is. So I love the addition. He's going to replace Chris Fowler, who went to take a position at Northern Arizona. So, uh, you know, the addition of Dosange, I think, is is a sneaky good one. I don't think a lot, it's going to make a lot of waves, but I do think over the course of the long term, Tom Izzo made a smart move by going after a guy who's got Canadian roots because there's a lot of players in Canada. There's a lot of players in Canada. I mean, when, when you look at it, what just happened for Michigan State in their 22 class? They got a big-time commitment from Enoch Bokoye, and he's from Ontario. Remember that, Ontario. He's from Ontario. And yeah, Imani Bates definitely helps, but there's a lot of guys in Canada, a lot of guys in Canada that are very, very good basketball players, and I think this is a sneaky good addition for Tom Izzo. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Thursday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.